Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dear friends in Christ, our text for tonight is the Old Testament lesson as you heard it read, which gives us that benediction that we hear so often and we hear once again tonight. Dear friends in Christ, it's happened literally thousands of times before. It happens again tonight and around the world it's already been celebrated in so many different places. One year ends and another year begins. And year after year, and decade after decade, and century after century, and millennium after millennium, for three and a half millennium now, it has happened also over and over again that the words of our text for tonight have been spoken to the people of God by pastors and priests of God down throughout the millennia and the centuries. These words that you hear again tonight woven as a sacred thread through all of sacred history, from the beginning even unto the end of it all, these same words that you have so often said as God comes to meet with his people and to forgive his people and to save his people and to grant through that saving work his people peace, that peace that passes all understanding, that peace that the world cannot give, that peace that you will hear of again tonight. As you hear those words, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Tonight, as we conclude the last service of another year of God's good grace, we will once again hear these oldest words of our ancient liturgy. They are indeed the oldest of them, older than the invocation that we heard at the beginning of yesterday morning's service, the words that you were baptized into in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the words of the benediction tonight that we hear that are much older than the words of the Psalms that we chanted, though they be 3,000 years old, yet the words that you will hear at the end of tonight's service are older than they. Words much older than the glory in excelsis that we sang yesterday at the morning, divine service, sung first by the angels to the shepherds over Bethlehem's field, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Words much older than the epistle and the gospel readings that we heard tonight. Words much older than any of the creeds that we have confessed and we confess over and over again for all the world to hear and to confirm that faith within our own hearts and the hearts of our children. Words much older than the song offertory that we sang yesterday of King David, where we sang, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Words much older than the pre-communion canticle that we sing tonight, Hosanna, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes as he comes to us in the very bread and wine of Holy Communion with his true body and blood. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Words of benediction that will be given to you again tonight for the last time in this year that are much older than the Lord's Prayer even that our Lord taught us to say. Words older than the words of institution that bring to us tonight again the very body and blood of our Lord. Words older 
than the post-communion canticle of Simeon, old Simeon holding the Christ child in his arms, saying, Lord, let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Words much older than that. And you, as God's people throughout sacred history, receive them again tonight. Words that find their origin way back in the days of Moses, Moses, to whom the Lord said, Speak to Aaron, a name now that I love because I too have a grandson named Aaron. But speak now unto Aaron and to his sons, saying unto them, Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel with this blessing then that he gave to Aaron to be passed on from generation to generation until time's end. A blessing, you see which was not then an option that the priests of old nor the pastors today have to give to the people of God, but rather a command that they are to give it to the people of God, a command that this divine benediction rest upon his people in every generation. For the command, as we heard, was given not only to Aaron, but to Aaron's sons after him. To all of those in every generation who would hold the office the command is given to give this blessing of God to God's people. And so we end our service tonight in the same way that we end so many of our divine services, dwelling upon that divine benediction, that blessing of all blessings, which comes from God himself to you. A blessing which, because it is divided into three sections, reflects the very nature of the God that we confess the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and yet one God, one God in three persons who gives us a benediction, one benediction in three separate sections, each section beginning with his one name, namely the Lord. The Lord bless thee, the Lord make his face shine upon thee, and so forth. And interestingly in Hebrew, in the first section that begins with the Lord, there are only three Hebrew words, in the section section that begins with the Lord, there are five Hebrew words. In the third section that begins with the words the Lord, there are seven Hebrew words. And so it seems as though it grows from one section to the other, from three to five to seven, that number of completion and fulfillment. And as each consecutive session of blessing is larger than the one before it, so that like a stream of water that's growing and getting larger and larger as it progresses, so also the very structure of the benediction that we receive assures us that the blessings of the Lord, like a swelling river that's out in the wilderness and in the desert of the world in which we must live, the blessings of God, like that swelling river, are there for us in their fullness and in their completion. In those last familiar words of the benediction, Shalom than this ever-growing river of God's blessing that finally brings us that ultimate shalom, that ultimate peace that each and every one of us, by God's grace, shall have and we all surely desire. And I emphasize also that the word there is given the Lord bless you and keep you because the benediction emphasizes that little word you as well. Amazingly, six times in the benediction's three sections, you hear that 
Simple, singular little word, you, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Six times. And what's interesting about that little word, you, is it's not there in the plural form, meaning you corporately as though it were talking to anyone and to everyone, but it's singularly speaking to you individually. To each and to every one of you as God's people who have been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Lord himself comes giving you individually, singularly, his holy benediction, his blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. And then as we are gathered together as his individual singular people into one body, namely the body of Christ, it has a corporate sense to it, to be sure. But not to the neglect of the singular sense in which it is spoken, the Lord bless you and keep you. It begins with the word bless. The Lord bless you. And it reminds us that what we receive from God is not ours because we have merited it or because we've worked for it or because we have earned it as though we, by our goodness, could gain anything from God. We couldn't. All of our good works are, as Scripture says, as filthy rags unto the Lord. He blesses us and that he gives us by grace what is unmerited, what we don't deserve, good things, undeserved things. For we have deserved and merited nothing but his wrath and his punishment, as Luther says. But he gives us what we don't deserve because of his grace, undeserved blessings. He blesses us in Christ rather than curse us. So the Apostle Paul quotes the psalm of David, and he says, Blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven. That's how you're blessed, by having something given to you that you don't deserve. Blessed are those who have their iniquities forgiven, whose sins have been covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord taketh not into account. His sin is there, but the Lord taketh not into account, because another has paid the count for him. And who is that man or woman that's so blessed by the Lord tonight, but the one who knows by faith that his sin has been borne by another, that his sin has been borne and carried by the sin-bearer himself, by our Lord Jesus Christ, whose birth we've celebrated, that God spared not his own Son, but that God delivered him up, as St. Paul says, for us all. And because of that, the face of the Almighty does shine upon us. And Christ comes and shines in our darkness. And the face of the Almighty does shine upon you tonight because of Jesus Christ. He is gracious unto you, as the Old Testament says. Gracious unto you, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. The Lord bless you, and what a blessing it is that we know what that word bless means. And the Lord keep you. The Hebrew word for keep means to guard, to put a fence around, to protect, to shelter, to protect. The Lord will keep you from all harm. The psalmist later writes, he will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. I love the way the prophet Isaiah says it. He says, the Lord will go before you 
and the God of Israel will also be your rear guard. He's the one who on this very matrix tonight of the past and the future, he's the one who goes before us into the year that is to be. But he is also the one who was at our rear guard protecting us from what was. If God is for us, as St. Paul says, then who can possibly stand against us? He protects us from those things in the past that would otherwise consume us, that would molest and destroy us, whether it's past sins that would trouble us and hold us back and hold us down forever, or guilt over past sins. He protects us from that by putting them upon the back of his own son. He preserves us from anything and everything in the future which would separate us from his blessings and assures us through the Apostle Paul that not life nor death nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation shall be able to separate us from the love of God that is ours in Jesus Christ our Lord. That's why we are indeed more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, preserve you, protect you. The Lord also lift up his countenance upon you. A beautiful phrase. It literally means the Lord lift up his face, his smiling face upon you. You see, in ancient times, if a king looked favorably upon the request of a subject who had come to him asking something of the king, he would smile upon him. And he would raise his head and look upon him in that way. He would literally lift up his face toward the begging subject. On the other hand, if he had no regard for the petitioner, if he had no regard for the petitioner's request, he would not lift his face toward his subject. Rather, he would turn his face away from him. And often the king would literally turn his back toward him. Thus, for example, God tells Moses, shortly before he died, to once again, he says, warn Israel about its idolatry, about its worshiping false gods, because if Israel again engages it, I will, he says, surely hide my face from them, and they then shall be consumed. So also the psalmist says, of the one who loves and who fears God, he says, quote, neither has the Lord hidden his face from him, but when he cried to the Lord for help, the Lord heard him. The Lord placed his countenance upon him. What a blessing then from God. So often to hear these words, the Lord lift up his countenance toward you, and no place does he lift his countenance toward you like he does here in his Holy Supper where Christ himself comes to you in his very body and blood, and you receive it, and you think that the Father doesn't smile upon that. Words that assure you that he hears your requests and that he grants you all that ultimately is good for you. The Lord lift his countenance toward you, and the Lord give you his peace. The Lord give you tonight and always his shalom, his peace. That sense that all is well in life, that God is in control, that God loves you because of his son, Jesus Christ, and that all is well, that overarching 
sense of well-being in this world that is so easily and so quickly shaken by any and every little wind. But you can remain secure and steadfast because all is well. Not only for the here and now, but also a sense of well-being for the then and there, for the future. That confident sense of heaven being yours eternally because you are the Lord's. He is yours and you are his and nothing can take you and snatch you from his hand. He has laid hold of you and he has claimed you in baptism to be his own. More than 20 years ago, back in 1986, two thin amulets, two necklace-like pieces of jewelry were discovered in a burial cave in the valley of Hinnom, just outside of Jerusalem, amulets which archaeologists dated as coming from the 9th century BC, from 800 years plus before even Christ came visibly here upon the earth and was born. Amulets that old, necklaces that old, guess what words were written on these amulets which adorned the necks of these deceased children of God? Guess what words meant so much to God's people that at that critical moment of death they had those amulets right there closest to their hearts. The same words that I and other pastors have spoken to God's people and at their bedsides of God's dying people for nearly 3,000 years, those same words that you will hear again tonight, the divine benediction under which we again conclude another year of God's good grace and begin still another year of God's good grace. His parting words to you tonight at the end of life and always the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.